Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode four, 2023, and the second of the Australian Survivor Elimination episodes. The second ep of Australian Survivor was a story of how things can change in the space of a few seconds, with King George set to be dethroned almost unanimously. But come Tribal Council, things changed, and George received just one vote. It was almost unanimous. Michael was voted out. Joining me now is Michael Warren. Thank you for joining me here at TV Central. Hi, Aaron. Thank you. What an absolute shock turn of events. What was going on in your mind when the whispering started at Tribal Council? That they're a bunch of cowards, Aaron. That's what's going through my mind. Um, that people lack conviction. Their fear. Their they, people play with fear and. Um, you know, my like I, I just knew Aaron heading into the tribal that I didn't have the numbers. And when the whispering started, Aaron, it meant absolutely nothing to me. I know you're looking for a big quote, my friend, but it meant nothing to me. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't have, I didn't care less, to be honest. Do you have to give give uh, George some props? He was completely and utterly gone. He somehow went from from that position to talking about his injury and everyone welcoming him back and 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 him saying sorry for for the loss and. And then um, he was starting to wind you up a little bit and, act- and he actually got himself completely out of it. I mean, that is pretty impressive, hey? Not really. I, I give him zero props, to be honest with you, Aaron. <laughs> you, may, you, may, you may see it that way and that, that could be the narrative that you see. But my narrative, having played actually being out there, is that um, if it wasn't for Shawnee, um, you know, hiding behind him and using him as a shield, which which is a, a basic strategy, then he would have been home, Aaron. He was going to go home in the first vote. In terms of props for his game, not really. Um, Shoddy, Shoddy got him out of the, out of the, the Shizen and, um, yeah, here we are today. Well, you quite correctly said that George was responsible for the loss in that game. By all accounts, um, you, I mean, you were correct on two counts. One, the team arrived at the puzzle within a few seconds of the hero, so it was only the puzzle that lost it. And two, George basically said he was the puzzle ex- expert um, and just wasn't that good, really. Um, you didn't seem overly angry or, or snarky about it. You, you made a correct observation. How did that turn turn on you so badly? Yeah, it's a good question. That's a good question. Um, mate, here we are, like... The Australian way, when someone does something incorrect or doesn't get the job done, it's like bad luck, bad luck, mate, or, you know, um, better luck next time. But because I called him out in front of the group, the the hyenas at the at the tribal thought that I was such a bad human for being so honest about this, about why we why we were there. So suddenly you, you saw them like it's they, they lack spine and backbone. And so it's so easy to, to jump on a bandwagon. And not have your own view and opinion, and and stay with the stay with the the majority. Then actually go no, hang on, Michael's right. We are here because George didn't get it done the whole time. We we're there. George said, you know, you know, George talking about how much he's a puzzle king. Stevie, Stevie, who volunteered to do it, is much better. And George overrode Steve, pushed him out of the way, and did it, and failed. George was embarrassed about failing. I called him out. He didn't like it. The tribe was shocked okay, who's the easy vote? Let's just go with Michael. And that's what that's what you saw. Mm. 
The other thing at the council, though, there was a clear, pl um, a clear plan, as we know originally. Um, and then Simon said he wasn't one hundred percent sure of who he was picking. Yourself and Geordie were very surprised there, and quite frankly, so was I. What was happening there? Look, Simon knew exactly who he was voting for, Aaron, <laughs> and that person was me. Let's, mate, let's call a spade a spade. Oh. We can talk about theatrics and drama all we like, but I knew he may have. He may have said, "I'm not sure." He knew he he wanted to go with the majority. He didn't want to. He didn't want to upset the majority. He stayed with the majority. I went home. That's that. We can talk about it to without the all night. That's what happened. Unless it was edited the other way around, though. The Simon's unsure thing, though, was before the whole George discussion, wasn't it? Um, so I would have thought he was a hundred percent sure about George at that point when he s s said it. But then, you know, things started changing. So I was make quite... no mistake. Make no mistake. Simon and I were driving George to leave the game. Make no mistake about that. And like the executive producer said, Michael, you had George on a plane, like in the first vote, he was gone. All the way through the, se the second episode, I, it, it was still that way. Simon was still going that way. But when Simon saw that I wasn't getting close to the girls and wasn't making an effort with those piranhas, then he, he knew that he had to have some distance from me and then um, go with the majority. So Simon, you know, halfway through that day, I knew. I, of course, I knew that. So, you know, we can we can talk about Simon knew who he was voting for, and that was me, Aaron. All right. A couple of other things. Um, do you still stand by your decision on the group's decision to get rid of Angelie um, when Jonathan said that you had the choice of a no vote because of Jackie's injury? Yeah, Angelie was dead wood. Um, she was quite irrelevant out there, to be honest. She wasn't offering anything. She was bad at challenges. Um, she was struggling with the sleep and the food. Um, yeah, mate, honestly, if I had my way again, I would have targeted if in George's absence, I would have looked at Shawnee. Angelie can go, we can get her. She's dead. Well, she can leave any time, but Shawnee is what I would have targeted in hindsight. If, um, instead of Angelie. Well, speaking of Angelie, um, I've obviously interviewed Angelie, um, as she was the first eliminated and, and she said that if she had her time over, she definitely would have voted for you at Tribal Council. She said you were strange, unlikable, and very clingy. That's a bit harsh. Um, you got a right, right of reply. Who is she again? <laughs> you know who she is. Who is she? Fellow, fellow journalist of yours. She's irrelevant. That's the answer. Okay. She's a, mate, mate, what is she, a desperate housewife? That says enough. That says enough. Um, so you guys won, like, of this second episode, you guys won the first challenge and you were able to, like, pick things from other people's camp. Now, there was a bit of a divide there. There was one group sort of just saying, look, let's be nice, just take some food that we need and let's just leave sort of thing. And then the other side sort of saying, you know, let's cut down their their accommodation, let's um, put water on their fire, let's destroy everything. What What sort of camp were you in and why was there such a divide? Oh, you got 12 different people wanting 12 different things. Um, for me personally, I just wanted to get food. I wanted to find food and eat food. That's it. That's it. I, I couldn't speak for anyone else. Um, with regarding the shelter, that was one thing that I wasn't going to cross. I wasn't going to knock down or smash their shelter like George wanted to do. 
that he, he's on his own with that. I don't want to get involved with that. You know, I'll play hard as I can, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna smash a shelter. It just goes against my morals and values. Mm. All right, I think you sort of touched on this, but um, if we put Georgia's side, I was going to ask who your second pick to eliminate uh, from Survivor would have been. Is it would that be Shawnee, as you said? Yeah, it would have been. Yes. All right. Yes, Shawnee. Yes, one hundred percent. Because again, I don't think she's the power player or the mastermind that that we see in a narrative. Like I, far from that. Like she was quite diminutive and um, not that mastermind that um, that's perceived out there. Um, she hardly did anything as far as I, I could see, but, um, you know, she had Liz and she was hiding behind George and that was a strategy the whole time, hide behind George. So he, and to keep George in the game, that's all I saw. That's all I saw. Well, maybe some praise now, um, with the villain team, who would you like to see go the furthest? Um, I think it's a no brainer. Um, I think Simon, um, one, why? Because he plays the game similar to me. Like he's bold. He takes a chance. He takes a risk. He's not afraid to play the game the way it should be played. And that's fearlessly. Um, so I hope that, um, you know, he digs in and uh, doesn't take a backward step on that tribe. Yeah. So Simon would be my answer. Yeah. All right. And just the final couple of questions, um, like some personal questions. Um, I, I guess you're back to work now, back in journalism. Is this like a real passion for you? Is it the uncovering of truth that that's, your passion? What, what What is it with journalism? Aaron, it's storytelling. You know, I love I love telling people's stories, um, listening to people, believe it or not, hearing what they're about on a deeper level. Um, that's why I'm, I'm disappointed that I didn't get to mix with people like Benjamin Law, um, who are deeper intellects. And I can, I really like people hearing people's intelligence and kind of their layers and what they're about. So story, I'm very passionate about storytelling and also telling their stories. So that's, that's what, that's essentially what I've done. I just love stories and hearing them and writing about them. That's essentially the nuts and bolts of it. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I read in your bio too, that you wanted to uh, play the game survivor for your mother who passed away in 2017. Mm. Do you, do you think you made her proud? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do any, Aaron, I mean, I wouldn't do anything differently. I have no regrets. You know, the most important thing is I wasn't looking for validation or approval out there or to be meek or get Instagram followers or live a fake pretentious life like some of the others. Like, I just wanted to go out there and play the game Survivor as a purist and as a game that I love. Not that Nothing more. I'm not bigger than the game. I just love the game. And that was it. So, you know, someone like a desperate housewife says you're strange and clingy. That's very, it's a very bizarre <laughs> comment from someone who drinks wine for a living. <laughs> Michael, you, you did definitely played an interesting game. Um, you definitely interesting, don't, yeah. Interesting, yeah. You definitely don't muck around about coming forward, and you and you should be applauded for your authenticity because I mean you've just said it in your last comments there. Um, you know you're there to be real, um, and you definitely definitely did that and put everything uh, on the line. So thank you for joining me here at TV Central. Thanks, Aaron. Um, it's lovely to chat with you. Thank you. Michael Warren, second eliminated from Australian Survival Survivor. TV Central will be talking to every eliminated contestant. There will be a podcast available around lunchtime the day after an elimination. That's it for this podcast. For all the latest news, podcasts, and streaming info, guides, and ratings, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to Michael Warren. Bye for now.